Welcome to Beyond the Bounce. I'm your host, Coach McGraw, and I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Coleman, and we are bringing over 20 years of combined coaching experience for your listening entertainment. Welcome everybody to the show on this episode of Beyond the Bounce. We are going to be talking specifically in regards to expectations. Yeah, expectations, and that's a that's a loaded word, coach. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest problems with coaches programs is that they don't they don't have these expectations set in place before they start their program. Right. And you need to have certain rules and certain things that kids understand that this is what you're doing. And you have to have buy-in from every coach in the program to do those things. Right. No, I agree. For sure. For sure. So when I'm talking expectations, you know, like in the big picture, and, and, and let's talk big picture first. I mean, what is it that you expect your players to bring to the table each and every day uh, to practice? So... As a coach, what I do, especially for practice, kids know. Um, they're there 10 minutes early. Right. And that doesn't mean like, you know, hey, I'm going to roll in 10 minutes early. Yeah, so 10 minutes early, shoes laced up, yes. not just sitting there on Snapchat or whatever on your phone Yes. and whatever. And then 10 minutes early, if there's no one in the gym, if there's no other teams practicing, you're getting up work that is – Relevant to your position. So right. if you're a big, you're doing post moves okay. or you're working on your free throws. Right. If you're a guard, you're working on, you know, it could be free throws, spot up shooting. Okay. You get a partner. Some, somewhere down the line, you have, there's something going on 10 minutes before practice. Right. Um, and for me, don't be late. So that's my number one. Don't be late. We all know when practice is, you see your teammates. Don't be late. Yeah. Especially if practice is right after school and you're at school. Like, don't be that person. Oh, I gotta go run the coach. Go get my well, bag from the car. I thought JV was going before. She <laughs> said, "You said that we were going at five today. I didn't know we we're going right after school. I'm sorry. I had, I had, to, you know, I had a collaboration." Like, yeah. okay, you had collaboration, but you also knew that collaboration was done 30 minutes after school. You should have already been here. You missed the whole practice. I mean, what do you want us to do? And like for varsity kids too, like especially my guys, we go after school every day, same time, because I got to go home and see my family. So I love it when they're like, well, coach, I didn't know we're supposed to go after school. Like we've been going after school all year, two months. <laughs> it hasn't changed. Like it hasn't we're changed. On the same if it does change, I tell you it's going to change. But other than that, it makes me laugh. But gosh, got to get there. That's a pet peeve too in mind. Like right. show up and don't be, the, and I had this happen to me one time when I was playing AAU and Chico. This kid thought he was really good so he could show up late. So he walked into the gym. Okay. And he had his cell phone in his ear and he was talking to his girlfriend or somebody. Yeah. And he walked in with flip flops right when practice was supposed to start. Got my slider's on. Yep, his slides. And I still remember the coach being like, um, blank was his, you know, blank, get the hell out of this gym. Don't be showing up late in my practice. And just threw his <laughs> ass out. And he was the best player on our team, like by far. He, this kid played Division One football. So, um, this kid played at a high level and he, and this coach said, no, you don't show up and do that. So if you can hold a kid like that accountable, we all saw that and we're like, crap, man, we're not good at him. We got to get here on time. Make sure right. we're in the gym. So it's just holding those hierarchy 
you know, those kids that are really good in your program, you have to hold them to a high standard. You can't let them skimp by because you lose respect to your team. And you may win some games, maybe you win league, but you lose respect of the kids. And, and I think I'd rather have respect than wins all day long. Like you give me the respect and show, hey, I'm here for you. I'm going to work for you. You show up at the same time. I'm going to teach you life lessons. Right. And I'd rather do life lessons and teaching you respect than getting a win in Division Three. That's just, that's just my philosophy. You know, with expectations comes the accountability piece, which if you can hold your players accountable, you know, now you're going somewhere. Now you're setting, you know, up those pillars. Now you you have those expectations. Um, You have what I don't call rules, but they're principles uh, that the kids need to follow um, and abide by. And not only the, 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 the players, but also the coaches need to be doing the same thing. You can't have coaches, you know, come to their practice, whether it's your lower level coaches coming in late, like, that's not going to help grow your program. And, and I've been in positions where I've inherited some lower level coaches and they would just show up when they wanted to show up, shut down practice early. No, 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 no. Minimum expectations, low expectations. You know, you have people that are like, just set the bar so low, coach. Yeah. You know, let me, let me it's kind of a quick tangent, but coaches, <laughs> have a practice plan. Yes. Yes. You, you guys that don't have practice plans, or you come in with like five words on a piece of paper, it says jump stops. That's not a plan. Off the top, I'm freestyling like, like, today. Like, and, and I know things happen. Trust me, it's a long season. There's been plenty of times where I come in like, right. ah, but those are my worst practices. When yes. I don't have a practice plan, it's like teaching. So for me, I look at it as from a teaching perspective, I have to build upon my lessons. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of practice, this is what we're going into. This is what we're going into. If you're one of those coaches that just rolls the ball out and goes five on five in the first five minutes of practice, you don't know what you're doing exactly. because you're making a disservice to your kids. They're not learning skills. They're learning, oh, I got to roll the ball out. Let's play. Let's hoop. And that doesn't help them at the varsity level. So a lower level coaches, you have to build skills. In my, when I coached lower levels, there was times in two or three, four or five practices in a row, we didn't go five on five. You don't have to play full court scrimmages to get better as a basketball player. That comes with time and games and all that. Like, and so you can't yell at kids for like, oh, well, you screwed this drill up or you screwed this up when they're like, dude, you didn't even take the time out of your day to day to have a plan for us. So how can you how can we expect these kids to go full if you're not even going full for them? I, that That is the number one thing. I've seen coaches get right. fired over not having practice plans right. consistently because parents are going to say, well, they're not teaching our kid. Well, let me see your practice plans. What are you teaching them? And they're not they're not showing them these plans. So you have to be very careful. Like the first school I ever coached at, not the school I'm at now, a coach got fired for not having a practice plan and and because we're easy scapegoats so you cannot you cannot allow yourself to put yourself in that position you have to have practice plans but also just to build upon it and you should have these like on your computer hey day one this is what i'm doing day two i have it i have it formulated like hey tryouts i hate tryouts right um and I, you know i can't do it you like, don't like tryouts oh, coach god tryouts are the worst because right. as for a varsity coach at our school what we do is we have tryouts and we'll get kids that are juniors and seniors that never played basketball before they're going to the rec and plan and playing against other guys but then they show up to ours and be like oh i can't just play i can't ball out no it's like no so like this year what i did which is funny and it pissed people off is i made tryouts at 5 30 in the morning so right. i had if you really want to play you're gonna be there so it's I, that simple i had two tryouts in a row at 5 30 a.m and then i just if no one showed up they got cut 
Um, but what's funny is I had a couple kids show up on the third day when it was after school and I said, oh no, you weren't here the first two today. So that's early, bro. And I'm like, well, (laughs) to break it to you, but you're on this team. And it actually limited that, like the extra 10 or 15 kids we usually get. And we just rolled, like rolled the ball out. And we actually were able to start putting in sets and doing stuff the first couple days of tryouts. I just called it practice. Um, but you have to have practice plans. You have to show these kids you know what you're talking about. And it, if you just roll the ball out, then you lose all credibility with me, and they're not going to buy into your program. And it's simple accountability and simple structure. I mean, for me, it's it, you walk in a situation sometimes, like when we took over the program. <coughs> when we took over the program, and it's like, okay, what, what are our goals? What are we looking to do here? They're like, we got to beat Pacheco. We have to beat him. We haven't beat him in forever. I'm like, well, what what position did they get in league? They're like ninth, and I'm like, well, then what position did we get? Tenth. <laughs> so it's like, is that our expectation? Is that what you guys want to do? And and that's where you guys want to take the program to. So you want to be the eighth best team? Was <laughs> that what you're telling me? So that in of itself, in terms of the the the, the sheer crap, in terms of the expectations. Like, it has to be elevated. It, it can't just be, hey, I want to be the eighth place team. I, I'm not giving out participation awards. It's just not how who I am. And I know a lot of coaches are, oh, you're doing so good. No, no. <laughs> like, if we're going to be here and we're going to spend the time doing this, we're going to put in the effort and we're going to try to do our best to win. What? what, what that's why you play the game. It's you like, play to win the game, you baby. play to win the game. So we need to practice like we want to win. We need to prepare like we want to win. And there's so many coaches out there. You, you, and you can tell when you're coaching against them, like, man, they are not prepared. We're running the same exact thing. I'm sure he didn't even watch the film. And we're doing the same thing. At some point, as a coach, you got to take the time. And put it in and, and, and do something about it. Well, yeah, there's a couple of things that I want to say from that. So, for one, if you're a new coach, you get hired at a school that's struggling. So, like, we, we've taken over. You never walk into a good no. situation. Like, we've taken over <laughs> programs before where it's like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? We got off-color jerseys. Where are the and, balls? Where are the here? balls? Are we, balls? We have six balls, coach. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. So, like, you're taking over that stuff. Uh, this is what I recommend you doing. Go to the league standings and, and look at the top team. And say, okay, that's where we're measuring ourselves against. So when I first got at the school I'm at now, I said, hey, we have to beat that school. And that school is Patterson. So I said, hey, we got to get close to that school. We got to, yeah, they had, they were just <laughs> lobbing it on us. I mean, they were their basketball program. And I said, hey, listen, we have got to reach that. Right. These lower level teams, if you aspire to beat them, then you're never going to be great. You're and just going to be average. Right. And it's like, oh, we're playing Pacheco. It's like, okay, is, is this the Super Bowl around here? Yeah. And I think the reason why we had so much success against them is that we just looked at it as another game. You know, there's nothing wrong with the, having higher expectations and, and not succumbing to. Okay, I'm average. Okay, we're we're winning and we're losing. No, and I, you know, and I truly believe in the whole thing of like when you look at their jersey, there's nothing on it's blank. You just beat the people that are in front of you. So right. how do you aspire to beat those people? You put in the work and you do those They're things. so tall, coach. Yeah, and stand. They're in high school just like you. And I hear this too from coaches sometimes, <laughs> especially in summer league, because usually you don't go in a locker room. So usually you hear the coaches talking to the other team. It's like, 
If you tell your team, your varsity team, you're like, man, guys, you guys played hard today. They're supposed to play hard. Like, yeah. don't say, don't give them props for, oh, man, you showed up today. No, showing up is not expectation. That's not going to work. It's like, like me going into a job interviewing and saying, you know what? I work really hard. Yeah. Like, that's what makes me different? Yeah. No. And I see it every day. And in, in, in our profession, it, it, people show up and say, oh, I'm here. I'm good. As a teacher, it's like, no, you have to put in the working, willing to get better every day, training, working, hey, adapting. And in basketball, it's the same way. As a player, I tell these players all the time, this is my number one speech I give these guys. And they don't listen. Some of them, some of them do. I tell them, there's one thing that you have in common with every other player your age, and it's time. Not maybe athletic ability, maybe not other things that come into play, but it's right. time. Right. What do you use with that time that's the same yeah. as the other guy that you have? Right. So if you're not using that time, you're in there playing Call of Duty or 2K, <laughs> and he's in the gym and he's working on his game, there's no one to blame but wait, him, yourself. Wait. And we talk about, you know, what did you do over the summer to get better? And they're talking about, you know, I played a lot of 2K. I feel like I know the game better. And I'm just <laughs> like... Wait, so playing 2K makes you a better basketball player? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. And I'm just like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Or, you'll love this, the guys that say that, well, you didn't get me in the gym enough this summer. And that's the, hey, you know what? When I played, I saw my coach maybe what? One time over the summer, and he said, "Hey, go get on AAU team, get better." I'm not open to that gym for you. I got three right. kids. I'm not, and, and that's okay. I, I understood it too much as it is. It was my job to get better, right. but I think what's happened is, especially with parents and especially with other people out there and, and adults, right. is that they've shifted the. Oh well, you're the coach. Make them better. Same thing with teachers, right? Yeah, and it's like no, like I am, I am a vessel to help your right. son or daughter. Yeah, I, I not, will. You're not a tool. <laughs> I will help them, right. but they have to want to get better and help themselves. There's only so much I can do. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think that's where I get to sometimes I get frustrated. Like, oh, well, you didn't give me the gym enough. No, bro, you didn't go work out of the park. You, there's places to go. Like, it's not me having to open the gym for two hours. And then what do you do with those two hours that I do give you? Are you screwing around? Right. Are you paying attention? Are you working hard? Are you showing up late? Which one are you? Because it's all about what you do with that time. You, you have some of these kids, right? And they're in high school. You know, my mom, she's, she washes my jersey, and my jersey's not washed, and it's in the wash, washing machine, and I left it. At some point, you have to grow up. We cannot hold your hand and babysit every little step. Your parents can't do it, you know? Well, blame this person, blame that person, point the finger, point the finger. At some point in time, you have to pull the thumb and say... That's on me. At, at these expectations that a lot of these players have, they're so low. And so as coaches, what we have to do is elevate our expectations of them. Yeah. And then I think that when we do that, they can kind of see how things become easier and they're challenged and they, they do better at basketball. That carries over to other aspects of their life. But when you have... Some of these kids have so low expectations. I just want to graduate high school. Is, and that's it? I mean, that's your expectation? Yeah. That's pretty average. I mean, you're, it's okay if you do. Oh, I, I just want to walk. Like, that's bare minimum. You know, what do you want to do with your life? You know, where do you want to go with this team? You know, I don't want to be the 10th best team or the 9th best team. I want to be the best team. 
because I'm putting in the work to do it. If I'm going to be here, then I'm going to make it worthwhile because all we have, like Coach said, is time. And your time one day will expire. That's it. Yeah, and coaches, it's on you because I think it's as a society, and we're not going to go deep in the philosophy here. I I wanted this all day, coach. But I think I think don't get me started. I just think as a society, we we um, we're giving these kids excuses, and so um, and and I know some excuses are valid. I get that, but at the same time, like. You know, a lot of things like as a teacher, so I get a lot of parents that, well, you know, why does my so-and-so have a B or a C? And it's like, well, let me tell you something. I never go into a year being like, oh, I can't wait to give that girl a B. Like, that's not who I am. Like, I set the expectations of my class. If they reach them, great. If they don't, it's my job to try to help them there. And as a coach, it's the same thing. Hey, here's my exp- I have expectation meetings with my players all the time. Here's what I expect from you this season. This is what I want to see. I will, I've been helping you try to reach that. Can you get it? And as a coach, you guys have to hold those expectations high for them. I can't make the goals up. You guys have to make them. We're going to make them up together, right? So the first goal was win league. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him and said, okay, so we're going to win league. That's a great goal to have. Is it realistic? Well, I was like, well, is it realistic? Well, there's two other teams. There's a, a, a team that's a division ahead of us. It's in our league. And I'm like, when's the last time we beat them? When's the last time we, we've been close? And they're like, well, well, you know, we usually lose by like 25, 30. And I'm like, okay, so is winning league a realistic goal? They're like, no. And I was like, finally, you guys are working with me here. Okay. And, the, and, the, and then the next part was, okay, so do well in league. What position? Top three. There's a realistic goal for us. Did we achieve it? Yes, we did. Next goal, make the playoffs. Okay. When's the last time you guys been there? Uh, It's been four or five years. Okay. So when you guys were freshmen was the last time. So you know what it was like. You saw it. And now is the, the time for you guys to materialize that. Make that happen, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's something that we can do. If we finish in the top three, can we make the playoffs? Yeah. Great goal. Did we make the playoffs? Yes. And it's like you go through this process of changing the way that they see goals. Like, okay. Oh, I want to be the president of the United States. Okay. Like, anyone can be the president? No. Right? I'm not trying to kill your dreams, but I'm trying to keep it realistic. Are you going to play D1 and you're five feet tall and you can barely touch the net and you can't shoot? Like the, the most likely is no. But what you can do is something that's skilled towards, you know, what you're good at. What are your strengths? Like you have to be a realist. You have to be realistic with these kids because I see it all the time. And their expectations are either really low or they're saying, I'm going to do this. And you know that loft, <laughs> that's such a, a, a way out their goal that they'll probably never achieve. So there's no in between. There's no like, oh, this is realistic. No, you're right. And I think for coaches out there, the one thing that I've... I've tried to do, and I need to do a better job, I'll be honest, um, is when you when you have your preseason meeting or you're talking to your team, like, okay, 
give me an individual goal, right? Give me a team goal, give me a life goal. Right. So I try to get to them, connect to them, and I hey, okay. So individually, what do you want to do? Don't say I want to be an MVP. That's not that's, that's not a, what I'm talking I, about. Right. Like, hey, I want to average, you know, eight points. I want to help, you know, get off the bench for a certain amount of minutes. I want to be that guy. Okay, team, league, playoffs, um, win a tournament, like anything minute is fine. Um, and then the life goal, and I think one area that I want to talk about too is, you know, care about these kids. Like Coach Graves talked about in the last episode, you know, care about these kids. And no, make them understand that you care about them. Now, that doesn't mean baby them. So like, I care about, and you know, a lot of people might not think this, especially those listening to this podcast that I coach maybe, okay? (laughs) Like, you hate us. But I care about every single one of you. I still remember the kids that quit on my team. I still talk to them, like a couple of them. Because it wasn't ever about, and whatever their parents thought or what they thought, it was never like, me not playing them had nothing to do with me not liking them. them. It was... I look at everything from a perspective of, okay, I need to make sure that my team succeeds. If you can't help this team succeed at the varsity level, it's hard for me to play you because I get looked at based on wins and losses. And I don't, I don't care about wins and losses. I care about winning, but I don't, I don't, I don't say, oh, hey, I got 20 wins. I'm, I'm a G. I know what I'm doing. Right. But other people do. So when my AD is looking at it, when my admin is looking at the team and everything, so I have to look at it from that perspective. And so I care about every single kid. There is not one kid that I've ever given up on. And I will never give up on him. I no. still. And so if you're listening to this, no, I still care about you. So, and to me, I find more value from, hey, holding these kids high expectations. Cause you know what? Maybe he doesn't like me in high school, but maybe but a couple years later or maybe 10 years later, he says, you know what? Coach is right. And I've had that text. I've had that text a couple of times, even this summer, like, hey, you know, I had that. I'm sorry, coach. You were right. Like right. I, you were just holding me to a accountability I wasn't ready for. And, and and coach, I had that experience. You know, had a kid come back and he shakes my hand, and the kid's name was Dustin. He comes back and he's like, "Hey, coach, I appreciate it, man. You were a great coach." And I was like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" And he told me a little background on what, what's going on in his life. And I was very proud of him. I was happy. He was he was productive. He was he was well on his way. And and I'm sitting there and I'm like, but "This is the same kid." that I cut one year and he played in like two games the next. Yeah. But unfortunately we just couldn't find a spot for him. But I think he got it after, you know, I, we set these expectations, not for you to fail, but to bring out the best in you. Because if I don't do that and, and you don't do that for yourself, you're, you're, you're probably not going to make it. You're going to be minimum, minimum at, at the very bottom just getting by and so i think our 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 we have a duty as coaches to to expect a little bit more to kind of understand that we we set that bar we we help keep that tempo we keep that momentum towards something positive and don't allow you know our players and our culture and our program just to be average yeah um and I think when you have a program that is above average and you see the kids that come through it, most of them usually turn out pretty good because those values, I still remember the stuff my coaches told me, mm-hmm. you know, Marcus, what you're over there in East Nairobi. Like, what the is this dude talking about? Like, yeah. you know, and I, I think that they, uh, they set a standard that, you know, when, when I feel like giving up on stuff, they really, I can hear my coaches in my ear saying, you know, you know, you got to finish the task at hand. Like, you know, you, you don't half step, you don't have to do things. It's like, 
and it applies to my life today and I can still hear those coaches in my head and and I can't get them out unfortunately but hey it's helped me and if you hold yourself to that level it helps so like we talked about halftime speeches I coaches with me on this coach has the greatest halftime speech hands down I have hands down I I don't even have one that comes close to the one I have a few but I the one I wanted to talk about (laughs) is you know we were kind of going through a red as a team and um, you know, you hit those ruts where you're playing. A, oh, well, what happened was we were playing a team that we should have been beaten, and it was like really close. It was tied, I think, at halftime. Right. And it was one of those, you know, you go through those ruts. These are high school kids. And so I remember going in there and I said, guys, we're giving a C level effort right now. So in class, you know, what kind of student are you? So, right. you know, and I looked at them and I said, guys, am I a C level teacher? And they said, well, no, I teach predominantly AP and I work my butt off. And so in a lot of these kids I've had in class, so they know the effort I put in. I said, guys, I teach five AP classes. Right. I go to practice. I work my butt off and have a practice plan every day for mm-hmm. you guys. I do all this stuff and I have two kids and a wife at home and I do all this other stuff that you know that I do. Yes, sir. So when you come in here and give me C-level effort while I'm giving you A-level effort, Drives you nuts. who is this on? Is it on me or is it on you? And what kind of person do you want to be? And then I actually flip it on them and I say, okay, so when you're in class and you're looking around and you see all those people that give D, C, and F level efforts, right. do you want to be like them? Your teachers that give you C-level efforts. Is that who you want to be when you grow up? Is that how you want to be when you get on that court? Right. And for me, that speech resonated to me because they actually came out and they played very well. In the second half, we ended up winning. But at the same time, I think I got to a few of them when they were like, you know what? He's actually pretty right. Like, right. when I think of my teacher that doesn't give me that A-level effort, just comes in, collects a paycheck, hands out a worksheet, I don't want to be that person. Is this the Misfits one? No, it's not the Misfits That was one. the most colorful one I've ever Yeah, heard. that was a little different one. Um, this was the... the this, this was I the, think we need to do that one around Christmas. Yeah, we'll actually. talk about that one later. <laughs> the Misfit Toy Speech. Uh, a little preview. We had a Misfit Toy Speech. It was a, it was a, it was an excellent speech. But this was more about the accountability one because I felt like the team wasn't, wasn't holding up their end of the deal. And as a coach, it's okay to call them out. If right. you feel like they're not holding up their end of the deal, fine. But you better make sure you're holding up your end of the deal. Because if you're not holding up your side and you're just trying to fake it your way through it, they're going to see right through you and you lost your program. Right. And the minute that happens, you might as well just quit. Might as well quit. It's all about expectations at the end of the day. Some have them, some don't. Some are low, some are high. And, I, and what I've seen, uh, the highly successful coaches, and we've kind of heard a current theme uh, with the interviews that we've had, is that they have high expectations, and they reward the people that achieve those expectations um, accordingly. And they don't, you know, reward poor effort. They don't reward minimum expectations. It's all about exceeding expectations, setting, you know, goals that are attainable, um, that are challenging. Um, that That's really what, what our job is as a coach. And for all you young coaches out there, you know, have a plan you know, write things down, have a vision. A lot of talk, what we've heard is about vision. Have a vision. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in three years? Where do you want the program to go? Like, whether it's financially, whether it's, you know, on the court, whether it's academics. We took a a bunch of guys that were really hovering around a a 2.2, 2.5, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we became a team that had the second highest GPA on campus because we made it important 
And we valued that. And yeah, did we go through some backlash with some parents saying, hey, he can't use his waiver? No, he can't use his waiver. And I don't care how good he is because it's unacceptable. Yeah. We have a higher standard. And I can guarantee that, and I know that same kid came back and had better grades because he valued basketball and he understood that we were not going to allow him to use his waiver. Yeah. Just... And push the bar up a little bit and you'd be surprised you'd be surprised and and when they do it it's amazing um and and it's very possible so with that um well in reality we don't get waivers in life no. so it's not like oh man you missed your mortgage payment yeah. here's a waiver Shh. you're all right hey like, i'm fired but hey can i use my waiver yeah. and come back <laughs> on monday <laughs> can i get that second waiver or does that right. not work like right. no and, and one last thing before we go there's a really good book out there that i think you guys should read i know coach has and i borrowed it from him it's called the best laid plans of a high school basketball ceo and so um, it, you should go Google it. It's really good. Um, and it, it, there's some things you can take from it, but don't fake it. Don't fake Find it. Find some stuff that's real. Say, hey, here I'm going, and stop giving kids waivers. That's that's just a coaching Will goal. Will you stop with the waivers? Yeah, and if they make a mistake, it's fine to talk to them. But you know the difference between kids making mistakes and it becoming an inherent problem. Right. And you have to sometimes be the bad guy, step up and say, you can't have this, we'll see you next year. Right. And they will they might hate you then, but they will respect you longer. And I would rather kids respect me than just like get me. by and like me and say, right. Oh well coaches let me get away with it. He's right. pretty cool. Like, no, that's not who I am. Like you're gonna respect me whether or not you like me or not. Hey, it is what it is. I'm just trying to make you a better human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys again for uh for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it. What's on the next show, coach? We got another guest coming up, right? We got another guest. Yeah, we got another guest. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep you hanging on this guest, but let's just say this guest has won three section titles the last three years, and probably coached one of the best players to come out of high school basketball in the last five to ten years. I would say in the last fifteen years. Yeah. So we'll see you on the next episode. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, what's that email again, Coach? Because I'm poor with that. It is beyondthebounce22 at gmail.com. Beyondthebounce22 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.